This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. Hey, everyone. Today, I have my very good friend, Jessica Scott, on the show talking about her recent physical health and wellness transformation and how it has positively impacted her quality of life. Welcome, Jess. Why don't you start by telling us what motivated you to start taking more care of your physical body? Yes. So I guess that has always been something that's been important to me is taking care of myself and loving myself. And even throughout our friendship, I feel like that's something that we both knew was important, but still kind of struggled with. And so... I think um, it all started with me turning 30 and that being like my biggest goal. And 30 was, you know, it's just an arbitrary age and an arbitrary number. But for some reason, I think it really helped me as far as just thinking about myself starting this new decade and this new chapter. It kind of added something tangible to me wanting to make this change and to something to really work toward. But I struggled throughout the year to really get there. And so it wasn't really towards the end of the year, you know, something just shifted. And it wasn't just physical, it was emotional, and it was very mental as well. And I feel like I finally kind of reached that point. And yes, it happened by the time I was 30. But there's still like such an uphill climb, like there's still so much it's not really there's not really an end to it. It's kind of an ongoing journey, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You said that there was a mental shift. Are you talking about in preparation or during your lifestyle change? Like, what did you have to... Well, maybe it would be better to talk about your resistances. Yeah, I think, you know, I kind of struggled with my weight throughout my whole life. And I struggled for caring about myself and caring about my body throughout my whole life. And I think there's a lot of shame around my body for a long time. Um, Like growing up, we never really, my parents never really talked about the value of taking care of yourself or your body or eating right or exercising right. And at a very young age, I developed very early in like fourth grade. So there was a lot of focus around my body coming from other people, whether it was that my breasts were really large or that my armpit hair grew too fast. Like there were just things that people were always pointing out about my body in a way that made me feel uncomfortable and kind of ashamed. Um, And then in junior high, people started calling me fat and, you know, I wasn't fat. I wasn't even overweight at that time, but I didn't know that. I just knew kind of what other people were telling me about my body and interpreting that and internalizing that as the truth. And so I just started to wear really baggy clothing. I didn't want to draw any attention to my body throughout middle school, elementary school, high school. I started dating some guys that also called me fat and also made me feel really ashamed of my body. So I think a lot of my resistance to working out and taking care of my body was because I was ashamed of it. I hated going to the gym. I didn't want people to look at my body, even if I was taking care of it, even if I was doing things that were good for it. I didn't want to just, I didn't want to draw any attention to it in general. So I think that's a lot of, where my resistance came from is 
I didn't think my body was worthy of doing these things and being taken care of. So I didn't take care of myself for so long. Yeah, it's so interesting how there are so many people. I mean, there's a lot of people who take great care of their body, but there's so many people who don't. And it's almost as if people view their body as something separate from you know, the rest of themselves, like their brain. Like we know it's important to take care of our brain, but somewhere along the way we lost our perspective on how important it is to take care of this vehicle from which we interact all the time. Right. Well, it sounds like your mini wake-up call was turning 30. Like that was something that was motivating for you and that you also, I don't know if this happened before you recently got engaged in, in September. So I don't know if that was also a motivator. If you, were, I know you were already kind of working on it beforehand. Yeah, these, these... I was. It wasn't really until June that I started taking it seriously. And even from June until the engagement, I still was not really mentally and emotionally there. And I gave some thought as to why my engagement might have shifted something in me. And I, I think it does have a lot to do with seeing a person love you unconditionally, regardless of how you view yourself and what you look like and being on a beach in a bathing suit, the most vulnerable that you could be when you're not feeling your best and having somebody get down on one knee and ask you to spend your life with them. I mean, that's as vulnerable as you can ever be. And so I think maybe some of it was was tied to the things that I previously internalized about not being lovable unless I looked a certain way and and feeling and seeing that I, I could be loved regardless of who I am. Just me you know, I think that helped in a lot of ways. And I don't think it I don't think it's necessarily about, you know, having that validation, but I do think it was like a calling to if somebody else can love me no matter what I look like, I can love myself no matter what I look like. It like almost gave me the okay to do that. Yeah, that's really interesting. These external judgments, these external expectations from others really does affect how you view yourself. So you you continue to put your progress out there and maybe your setbacks too. And so now I'm wondering, what are some challenges? I think that you know, just putting myself out there, regardless of what other people were going to say about it or think about it, and showing pictures of myself that I'm not particularly proud of or happy with, um, being super vulnerable, regardless of the judgment that I might be faced with, because I know that no matter what, people people judge things. I mean, I'm sure we all do it, right? We all do that to an extent. But I, I think that was a big piece of me, just kind of owning who I am and being happy with, like showing myself that I am happy with myself regardless of all that. I think there are still negative comments about what I've been doing. And I think that's definitely one of the biggest challenges is when I'm faced with a comment that maybe is judgmental or could or that I could perceive as judgmental, even if it's not intended to be. 
Um, somebody commented on one of my Instagram pictures saying fat legs on a picture oh that my legs didn't look fat. And I think in the past I would have read that and I would have internalized that and I maybe would have deleted it and I would have been ashamed, but I laughed and I rolled my eyes and kept scrolling. Like mm-hmm. it didn't really affect me. And I think that that is almost, you know, despite maybe it being considered a challenge, it's also really helpful for me at the same time to be tested like that and to read things like that and to see that it doesn't affect me the way that it used to. I like how you said that, you know, it's probably helpful that I'm still receiving negativity. And from a psychological perspective, you can almost go back in time in your life and re-experience putting your body out there, whether you meant to or not when you were younger but just having it be in open view, having it be open to judgment, to criticism, or to compliments. And, you know, when you were younger, you said you internalized it, but now you get to re-experience that. And it can be a reparative experience where you can now change the way that you, you view it, change the way that you respond, kind of have, you have more of a, a strong sense of self to decide how you're going to accept that or reject that. It has been nice to, to be afraid of putting something out there and have it received with positivity or compliments. Of course, that also is just as reparative. But like you said, it definitely still receiving the negative, the negative feedback or the criticisms and then being able to adopt a, dif- adopt a different perspective about it, I think, is also really reparative. I would completely agree with that. Mm. I like the way that you started on your own in private. It sounds like you kept it to a certain comfort level by by doing it yourself at home and seeing that your body can do amazing things and it's strong and capable of so much. I, I resist to use the word beautiful because that's how I see it. Like I see our ability to move as beautiful, but maybe just amazing and in incredible ways and just slowly testing that um, and just being conscious of, of all the different things your body can do and building up that confidence. Something about just doing home workouts kind of provided me more of a structure, something that was already set for me. And that's just personally what worked for me. But through doing that, I was able to just see my body change so much. And even just the first week, of doing that, my leg muscles completely transformed. And I think that that's so cool. When you do start seeing your body change, it is a really amazing and incredible thing that we have control over it too. And so I think finding something that you love to do and that helps you to move your body in maybe a different way. And and maybe that's what it is. You know, I think for me, the reason I was stuck and that I was my weight was going up and down and that I wasn't enjoying working out is because I was doing the same thing and it wasn't working for me and I didn't enjoy it. You know, it's mental too. If we aren't in the right headspace or we're not enjoying what we're doing, it's like our body knows that and it refuses to do anything. It refuses to reward us with anything good. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like there's a spiritual shift with you as well. Yeah, I definitely think that I've been learning and just believing more that 
we can almost manifest the kind of life we want to have. And I think when we do believe that we're capable of having something or doing something that we will ourselves into doing it, like we just make it happen. And, and I definitely think it has a lot to do with energy. I think that that concept was something I always heard and something that I was always kind of cliche to me in some ways, like putting out this positive energy will give you positive things. It made sense, but I do think in a lot of ways it's been easier said than done. And we can't pretend to be putting out positive energy. We can't, we can't say we want something when deep down we really feel like we don't deserve it. So I think there had to be a shift in not just wanting these things for myself, but waking up every day and acting in a way as though I already had those things, I think was really important. Almost like this is who I am now. You know, this is the type of person I am not. This is the type of person I want to be, but just changing that self-talk and changing that, that tape recording in my head of, no, you don't just want to be these things. You are these things already, and you're going to act in accordance to that. And I, I do think that the more you see the return and investment in yourself, the easier it becomes to continue having that mindset and living life in that way. Yeah, I also I wonder if because you started engaging your body more, you're, you became more aware of your body, things start to resonate a little bit more in your body. You start to connect your thoughts and the self-talk with your body feelings. And this putting out positive energy shifted from a thought and an idea to a more integrated feeling, both in your mind and your body. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I used to tell myself I just wasn't athletic. I just didn't have arm muscle. I just wasn't capable of doing push-ups. I wasn't capable of working out every day. And I do think that the more I've moved my body and the more I became those things and just did them anyway, the more I started lifting weights and doing push-ups, the more that became me, the more I did become somebody that has upper arm strength, the more I did become somebody that is capable of working out every day. And I, I think there's such a correlation between, you know, me believing that I can't do these things and just doing them and seeing otherwise. What do you think was your biggest fear in making this change? I think my biggest fear in starting all of this and maybe even something that I'm still afraid of is just that I will fail and I don't like to use that word because I don't think that we ever really fail. I think that we always go through ups and downs and we go through challenges and we go through highs and lows and we can always readjust or take a different, you know, change our path if we need to. So it's not so much about failing as much as it is about kind of resorting back to bad habits or bad behaviors or negative thinking because that's happened for me in the past where I felt like I was in a really good mindset and part of me is like, well, what if this doesn't work? And what if this, I don't stick with this? And what if I just fail essentially? 
I think that it's pretty realistic that I may not always think so positively and I may fall back into bad habits and I think I have to anticipate that. I think that may be an inevitable part of this process, but I don't really look at it as failing anymore, which before I think I would have. Yeah, and I can kind of imagine that the workouts that you do and the strong movements that you engage in really overpowers falling back a day here or a day there, but then you go ahead and you're still really committed to your your daily workout and you do, you know, let's say push-ups or whatever movements that make you feel really strong. I mean, that probably helps you get through it too. Absolutely. I think I do feel really strong and I feel like it's empowering. You know, like I said, I think when I'm able to see my body do things that I never thought it could do, it also makes me feel mentally stronger. And I think so. I think it's like just now having those tools and having seen my body make those changes for really the first time. So I think a lot of people can definitely relate to all of this and I kind of want to broaden it a little bit and ask you how this fear and the strength and all that plays into the other parts of your life, like maybe your relationships and your career. Maybe you haven't thought about it on this level before, but how do you engage your mind-body connection to approach your life differently? I think doing this... Um, it reminded me that I have a lot of skills and I have a lot of strengths and that I can use them however I want to. And, you know, I think I just have a lot more confidence in my ability to take risks and my ability to follow what my passions are and do what I really want to do and not just see that as like a dream or something that I would love to do but doesn't feel attainable. You know, I'm starting to feel like I can will that into existence. I can manifest the life that I want the way that I did with changing my body and changing my workout routine and changing the way that I eat. I can literally take that and it it showed me that I can change any part of my life that I really want to. Um, I also think that just feeling more confident and sharing my story so authentically and, and vulnerably has helped me to care a lot less about what people think of me. And that was a huge piece of this for me. And I do think that that also was because of moving my body and, and showing myself that I deserve it and actually doing it. And I think it's helped me to care a lot less what people think. I fear judgment a lot. And I was afraid to say no at work a lot. And I was afraid to, I was the biggest people pleaser and so afraid of judgment. And you know what? I'm a human. I'm still afraid of judgment sometimes. And it never feels good to feel like you're being judged. But I care a lot less. Hmm. We're using the word fear and afraid a lot. And I'm thinking about how anxiety and fear are felt in the body. Because I'm I'm thinking about working out and, you know, doing more higher cardio and strength training that maybe kind of mimic the physiological effects of anxiety sometimes, like, you know, racing, heartbeat, sweating, 
And I'm wondering if that has affected the fear that you're talking about, which you are talking about a lot on a um, psychological level, but also if it's affected how you confront anxiety and fear on a body level. I, I definitely think that a lot of the physical feelings that I would have when I would have anxiety or be fearful are similar to the effects that I get from working out. And I almost feel like, like I, I do still get anxiety about certain things, even those things sometimes. Which but things? I think, what? Which things? Oh, um, things that you're mentioning? Like, like saying no to people or if they feel like I disappointed somebody or if I'm worrying that people are judging me, sometimes I'll still get anxiety around that. But it just, I feel like it's, it's a little different because I used to have such a negative connotation attached to it. And so I used to. What feelings are those in your body when you're saying you used to get anxiety or does it feel more cognitive or can you. I'm trying to think of, of the feelings like the bodily feel feelings that I have. Um, I think a lot of the stuff around being judged is cognitive. I don't think I have any real physiological feelings around that. Um, but definitely at work and saying no to people or worrying about how I'm perceived, that would manifest itself in my body. I would often not be able to speak or articulate myself clearly. I would be worried if I was saying the right thing versus just saying what I wanted to be saying. I would often, yeah, like my chest, like my heart, my heart would race. Um, And this actually did happen to me somewhat recently. So there are still moments where I feel those things. I was doing a workshop with a group of students that were totally disrespectful and not listening to me and my heart rate was so high that I was in the fat burning zone according to my (laughs) handy Fitbit here so I do think there are still effects um, similar effects to my exercise but I'm I'm not sure if I'm answering what you're asking and I'm not sure I'm even noticing the correlation between the two although I'm trying to that's okay um, well, there's always going to be those physiological effects. So um, I'm not trying to say, you know, have they gone away or have they lessened? Because um, your body, your body has an alarm system. It's always going to respond to a fear or stress um, in those types of ways. So not so much asking, have they diminished? But when you do feel them in times of feeling anxious... I'm just kind of wondering if it feels more familiar to you. Do you feel like now you can manage it better? Um, Maybe you haven't brought much awareness to it at this point by connecting it. Yeah, I think it feels less negative. It feels like it has more of a positive association, and I think that's the main difference. Um, Yesterday, I bumped into somebody that I previously would have had a lot of anxiety around seeing, And when I did bump into this person, I did feel a little anxiety 
and a little nervousness, but I didn't have as negative an association with that as I think I previously would have. It was something that I noticed and I noticed myself get a little anxious and a little nervous, but I, it didn't shift my mood. I think previously it, it, whenever I would feel those feelings of anxiety or, or nervousness, it would change my mood and Mm -hmm. I would just internalize it as such a negative thing. Mm -hmm. And I do think that perhaps, you know, having these similar physical responses to working out, which is a positive thing and makes me feel good is able to help me correlate my anxiety now in a more positive way. Yeah. I've never thought about it this way. That's, that's why I'm bringing it up and maybe not wording it great, but you know, I work out a lot too and I definitely try to push myself and, um, I experience anxiety and, you know, racing heartbeat, sweating. Um, my stomach feels weird, but it's mostly like the shallow breath and the, the heart racing for me. And I get that a lot when I, when I push myself really hard and exercising. And when I exercise, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. This feels, <laughs> you know, this is so hard. But then, for example, in interval training, you get that 30 second rest or however many second rests you do and you recover. For those who don't know what in, uh, high intensity interval training, it's, you know, let's say a period of 20 seconds of really intense working out and 10 seconds of rest. Um, and you do this repeatedly. So I'm just thinking now and correlating that with feeling anxiety and really, you know, from my perspective, threatening situations and thinking that that actually probably has helped me because it's just so uncomfortable that the feeling of anxiety when your heart races and you're feeling like you're not breathing as well. But it kind of gives me a sense like, okay, this is really uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. But I know I can recover. I know these feelings won't last forever. I know my body has to come to some kind of homeostasis. And I might feel it again soon, but, you know, I'm going to get through it. Exactly. You made me think about it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I feel like I never really connected either. But it is so connected. And I think it's also about feeling just more in control. You know, the times where I've been struggling through a workout and I finished it anyway made me feel really in control of my body and in control of those feelings that I was having. And I think when I feel anxiety now at work or whatever the situation is, I feel more in control. I used to, I guess, associate anxiety and feelings of nervousness of being out of control Mm. Where it's like, now I feel this, and I feel it during my workout, but I have control. And so now I can associate those same or similar feelings as being in control as well. Yeah, that's such a good point. And so if you just change that perspective of the the body feeling of anxiety from feeling out of control to more feeling in control, wow, that just changes the whole experience. Yeah, and I think that was a big part of all of this for me, and even a part of exercise, was that I didn't feel like I was in control over working out or gaining muscle or losing weight. I felt like that was just 
up to the universe and I was either going to be a fit person or I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take that control back, you also take back control over other things. Yeah. And, and thinking about people who are listening to this and thinking about people who maybe are wondering how they can get into this lifestyle change and lifestyle transformation just like you did and this idea of feeling more control over your body and sometimes it's hard to know where to start and maybe all it takes is just starting very very gradually to test your ability to move and also staying in control so Some people may be further along than others. Some people might be more comfortable than others. But, you know, if you're not comfortable at all with moving your body, it could be something as simple as making a conscious choice of where you're going to walk. And don't mean that in location, but, you know, I'm going to take straight steps right now. Right now, I'm going to use my body to turn this way. And, you know, it sounds really simple, but building up that control of your body and then maybe taking a challenge like you were saying. So now I'm going to walk up these stairs and then now you're walking up these stairs, your heart rate's increasing, maybe you're sweating a little bit and things are starting to feel a little bit out of control. It's okay to take a break and see that you can recover from that and then walk back up those stairs. And, you know, I'm saying this in the simplest way. Of course, that can eventually lead up to people who want to exercise more to more intense workouts. But it sounds like what the piece that's so important is feeling in control, getting those fears that come up when you think about changing your life on a whole body level is to to stay in control and um, feel stable enough and feel that have the confidence that you can recover from those obstacles and those fears and maybe those little failures. Yeah, I would completely agree with all of that. And I think since, since we as humans want so badly to have that control, I think a huge piece of being successful is also just having patience and forgiveness with yourself. Because I think that that can really make or break a person's progress or decision to continue sometimes when we feel out of control like you said we get hard on ourselves or we get discouraged or that negative self-talk comes back yeah and feeling out of control on a primal level is extremely scary and your body you know can trick your body into thinking it's entering a really life dangering life-threatening situation so not even on a on a cognitive level, but it could be really discouraging on a really deep body level down to your yourselves and and all the inner workings of your body. Like we don't we don't know what's gonna happen when we start feeling that feeling of out of control if you're not used to that. You know, you don't know how much worse it's gonna get. You don't know what the end result is gonna be and that's really scary. Right kind of shuts us down in a lot of ways. And if we can be comfortable being out of control, knowing that we have the abilities to regain it at some point, whenever that is, I think it puts us in a much better place to 
cope with our our feelings of out of control and therefore get back on track. Mm -hmm. You start to build your resilience and your tolerance for things that are scary, whether that's, you know, in, in terms of working out or other parts of your life. Yeah, resiliency is a big piece of this, too. People think they just either have it or they don't. And I think it's something that you have to build. I think it's something that has to come from you just taking those risks and stepping out of your comfort zone and feeling like you failed, but getting back up and continuing along the path anyway. I think that's how a person builds resiliency. And if, if you don't let yourself experience those things, if you have this this perfect path and this seamless process where everything goes right, then you never really get the opportunity to build resiliency and build that mental strength. That's very true. Building resilience is a practice of self-regulation constantly. Feeling the fear and now doing things that help you feel calm and just practicing that in your body, it strengthens your you know, self-regulation system, your ability to recover and from that, you know, deep feeling of anxiety. And you're right. It's not a thing that you're, I mean, some people are, are neurobiologically born with maybe more resilience or less resilience, whatever measure, you know, we can make with that. But it's definitely something that you can practice and rewire your your brain and your body to to do a little bit more of yeah whatever it was that I wanted to be and wasn't it wasn't because of what I was doing it was because I just wasn't capable of having it and I think that we need to lose that that thought and we need to own our stuff and we need to make the decision to believe that we can really do and be whatever we want and I, and I think that sounds cliche, and I do think that it's easier said than done. I think it, it's a process to get there, but you're never going to get there until you start taking the steps to get there. So I think what you said about taking those small steps and not necessarily trying to be your best or not trying to go from zero to 100, but starting small and trying to be just better today and do something a little bit more than you did yesterday, I think gives us that confidence to build up our belief in ourselves, to continue taking those steps. And then eventually all those small steps become the big things that we wanted to begin with. And they become the the big steps, but we need to start small. I think I always tried to go from losing 20 pounds in a month and or just being this fitness guru overnight or whatever it was. We just have to have patience with ourselves and we can't just go from trying to be who we are today to being the best at this tomorrow. We need Mm -hmm. to just take it a step and a day at a time. And knowing that your big steps will fall back to small steps sometimes too, but that doesn't mean failure, just means that we don't always, you know, our best always looks different. And it depends on what else is going on in our lives and um, how we're feeling on a certain day. Right. Yeah, that's great. Do Um, we have any questions from the viewers? (laughs) 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 
I guess if you do, I don't know where uh, where people would be commenting on this, but we'll figure it out. I'm very new at this, guys. Give me a chance. <laughs> um, this is good stuff. So do you want to share your how people can find your page? And I know you have a, a new blog, too, so feel free. Sure. So I have been sharing my story, not just to hold myself accountable and show myself that I can be vulnerable, but also to really connect with other people and to motivate and inspire other people that maybe are feeling stuck themselves. So I have a blog. It is www.jess-wellness.com. And I also have an Instagram page, which is at jess.wellness. And I just kind of share my day-to-day story and um, what I'm doing that's working and what I'm doing that's not working. But, you know, as much as I like to share that story with others, I think it's important for people to realize just as much that what I'm doing may not work for them. And um, it's really just about helping people find what does and would love to connect awesome there we have it thank you jessica scott for giving us some great info and inspiration see you guys next time thanks for listening